What's up, bums? We're back with another great episode today. Uh, we got another new guest. So this will be our... S- We've had a few new guests this year. Um, we'll have him introduce himself in a second, and we'll be talking about streaming, as well as other life stuff, of course. Got to throw that in there as well. But uh, this person's kind of big on streaming, get on that scene, as well as one of our other buddies, uh, who maybe we'll get on here in the future as well. Um, so before we get there, uh, if you haven't already, please do follow us on whatever platform it is that you listen to us on, whether that's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, Breaker, uh, on and on and on. Uh, as well as check out our Instagram at the bums, T H E B U underscore M S. That'll be our main source of information. Our website, it's probably up. It's, it's up. It's ready. Like, and I've updated the episodes, so it's there. Got more blog posts on there. Uh, you can email us on there. Our buddy that works on, uh, the website, will be working on it far more so we can start doing newsletters and other cool stuff, uh, that we haven't quite gotten to yet. So just be aware and ready for that one. And, uh, yeah, Bryce and I are really excited about next two months as we record this it is june 25th and in a week he and i will be together in la and we're going to try and knock out like three or four episodes while we're down there vibing um we'll bring back some other guests and maybe bring on some new ones too so all right but daniel you want to say what's up absolutely absolutely again like happy to be here y'all my name is nathaniel um i go by Lil than pan in the uh the twitch universe <laughs> um yeah man happy to be here we went to high school together, so that's how we know each other. I uh, went to Del Sal, which uh, for all of the Oregon guys, for the other bums, y'all have been making fun of me for years about me going to Del Sal and shit like that. So I had to bring on eventually someone else that got to Del Sal. And he Shout won't be the last Law, one, man. let me tell you. We're going to try to bring some more Dayla. people in. Yeah, <laughs> So, um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's dive in, man. So, met in high school, dude. Um, but I before we make our way back to that i want to know what, like college life was like for you because um that's i think it was interesting uh that we all went to a lot of different colleges uh but for those that don't know we actually i don't know if it was you nathaniel or someone else who created a group chat for basketball so whenever everyone was back in town we'd all just ball at uh one of the parks larky, larky park yeah we'd all <laughs> ball there uh, i'd be like 20 people deep just hanging out so yeah so what was college like man uh Thank you for asking. But speaking of which, speaking of Larky, though, I'm trying to get that going again, bro. <laughs> Honestly. Hit me up. I'm ready. I'm for ready. For real? Yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. I'll we, my brother, too. He'll be down. Dude, let's do it. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Bryce, are you, are you, like, local? Are you trying to hoop? I mean, I'll hoop, but I'm not a hooper. <laughs> hey, man. He's in Oklahoma, unfortunately. Mm. Otherwise, hey, yeah. Hey, man, if you, ever, if you ever come out this way, man, invitation's always open. All I, right. I love hooping always. Um, but yeah, so, uh, back to, yeah, back to college. So college, uh, it was, it was interesting. It's interesting. So I went to St. Mary's, which is essentially De La Salle V2, which, you know, I, uh, I think I was like, I wanted to be away, but at the same time, like, I don't think I was ready for it. And that's why I kind of like, I didn't want to be at St. Mary's, but I landed there and I was so appreciative that I did. Um, and so college, uh, the first couple years through college, I was, uh, I didn't really make a lot of it. Um, I went to class and then right after class, I went to sleep. I took naps, whatever, rinse, repeat. And, um, that was essentially my, uh, two, two years of St. Mary's, my freshman and my sophomore year. And I was like, um, I didn't like it. I mean, you know, I wasn't really doing anything. Um, like it, everyone has this 
um, idea of college. And then, you know, obviously you let those expectations into your mind as a young child or adolescent, I guess. And then, um, and then, you know, you, you, your mind wanders for sure. And so again, bringing it back to like, I, I appreciate you guys, you know, talking about your college experiences and your, um, like your emotions going through college, especially like, I feel like as men, it's hard to kind of talk about that, but just hearing, you know, people that, uh, you know, we went to school with, you know, like Eddie, like me and you are boys, like just hearing that, like, and all the memories that I had from De La with you, like was nothing but happiness, but, you know, hearing like the other side of it is always, again, like reassuring just as a human being to let, like, to know that we're all trying our best out here, you know? So, um, sorry, tangent, but after that, so for those two, for those two years, I was like, I need to, I need to get this change in. Like, I don't like where my mental health is at. Um, like I want to get more active. I want to get more active in the college. And then, uh, from there I got into student life. I got, I was like the director of like the, uh, campus activities board. Um, so I was like in charge of putting on, uh, I was, uh, in charge of putting on events throughout the whole college. I was in charge of the finances because I am a finance major. I'm a finance major. So I was in charge of the finances. I was in charge of putting on the events. Um, and in doing so, I met a lot of great people and um, I felt like I was doing a, like a service to the first years coming in that I didn't want them to feel isolated the way I did in the, in those two years. Like I, um, I felt like I was actually, you know, having a purpose in people's college journey and, you know, whether I was or not, like that made, like it made the work worth it. And, um, with that being said, like, I think everyone's super nervous going into college, regardless of your situation and circumstance. Like it's always good to see a, uh, or just feel a, like a positive energy person, and that's what I always try to base my student life around is just no matter how hard the day is going, no matter whatever, like we got to bring energy because we don't know what's going through the students' lives that's coming in, you know? Um, and yeah, that kind of that kind of set up my whole college career after that. And um, it kind of influenced the way I, I look at life now. So um yeah, to kind of wrap it all up, I think I needed those hard to, I mean, every year is hard, but I need, I think I needed those like really uh, grueling two years of college to kind of realize like, what do I want and what I don't want in, in life, I guess. Yeah, man, I feel you. We've talked about it before, but like even just going to Oregon, it was always interesting, like meeting some of the people that we did and it really was, we're all just in such a new place trying to find our, our role in college now especially for a lot of us who were like mm -hmm. way out of state. Um, and even for you, even though St. Mary's is away from where you live, like you're still kind of close to home, but at the same time, you're still meeting hella people that may not be close to there. Um, yeah. and it was always interesting just catching like, like don't get us wrong. When we're playing sports, sometimes things got a little, little rowdy and playing pickup or playing a little yeah. too touch on the field <laughs> and stuff. But like on a normal day, everything's pretty usual and it's interesting meeting new people. Cause like everyone brings that same vibe of like, they're kind of interested in meeting people because like there's still that human like desire to have human connections with other people. So I'm yeah. glad that, you know, you went back and said, I want to try and help others get through. I do have a quick question though. What did you major in? So I, I don't, uh, I don't remember. I'll just say, I don't remember. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no. All good. Uh, so first thing, sorry. Uh, is my levels okay? How do I sound? Is it like good? No, you sound great. Yeah. Dope. Yeah, Thank you. Um, but I majored in finance and entrepreneurship. Nice. Yeah. Should I, should I have him talk to Nathan? <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> bring them to together. you guys' points, you know, I think the first two years of college are very different than how the last two go because you're trying to figure out how to college, mm-hmm. you know, for absolutely yeah. all, you know, even if you're close, you're figuring out how to live in the dorms for most cases or to at least commute, you know, you're figuring mm-hmm. out how to start doing schoolwork at the college level, whether it's easy or not, you know, you got to learn that time management. If it's easy, absolutely. you know, maybe you get a little too it's too easy, you know, and you're not dedicating enough time and, and it catches you. And then you're, mm-hmm. how do you balance? social aspect? You know, how do you balance, you know, for my case, coming from Oklahoma, like a huge thing that kind of hit me, I think it wasn't easy for me to transition from was I wanted to keep my relationship with my Oklahoma friends. And mm-hmm. so I think in some ways, my freshman, sophomore year, I maybe dedicated too much time to, ah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be a disloyal friend of you guys. So, you know, I'm going to, try to make sure we're playing Xbox or doing something instead of looking at new opportunities to play, you know, Friday football with the boys, which yeah. I mean, I balanced mm. fairly well because I was right next to the field. So it was a little different, but like <laughs> sophomore year, it was way harder because I'm still trying to balance stuff and just figure out how to, again, do school, College, work a yeah. job, have a social life. But, you know, as you get in there and you learn it all, I think it becomes easier to navigate it. You know, like you were saying, you you need two years. You need two years to figure it out. And Mm. I think that's why a lot of people probably have a better time at the end of their college years than the beginning. But that's just my thought. Did you, uh, did some of the other guys go, like, I don't need to name them, but, like, did some of the other guys go to St. Mary's? They did, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, oh, I'm sorry? That you knew, yeah, that you were boys with, right? Yeah, 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 like, very close friends, very close friends. And, like, yeah, to that, uh, to Bryce's point, like, um, even, even because of those close friends, where was like the balance to, you know, hang out with those close friends to the new friends in college. And like, I think, um, I think it is important to kind of talk about that message of like, you know, like learning how to college, just like you said, Bryce, like that's so, that's so true. Like, I don't think. I think it's glamorized so much in media, like, oh, I'm going to go to college, go crazy, blah, 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 this and that. And it's like, it's like, it's, it's a whole nother monster that, um, like people experience differently. And I think that's what's kind of so cool about it is that like everyone feels their independence differently. Like whether they're, you know, like me, I was 30 minutes away as opposed to you, Bryce, like, you know, you were in a different state. You too, Eddie, right? Yeah, so it's like it's all like I think that's just so amazing how like we could relate with that despite the the distance. Um and yeah, it, it's like yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's something I want to stack onto that and, and we'll probably come back to it at the end of the episode too and talk more about Dale Sal, but it was interesting because I think we got a nice perspective on that because Dale Sal is a private school that draws from so many different areas. Mm-hmm. Where I went to Dallas out with a couple of kids that I went to elementary and middle school with, right? Mm-hmm. And there are other people that I knew from other sports or um, other events and stuff like that, right? But like to that point, some of my friends went and played soccer and they played in that crowd, right? I was the only guy mm-hmm. that played football for my group. 
Oh. Right? And then we got a couple guys that played basketball. We got a couple guys that went and played uh, lacrosse and got into the track or got into the other groups like chess club or other clubs that were going around. So it, you kind of got a little bit of that, I think, when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, where yeah. it's like, all right, like they're still my friends. But like at the same time, I made friends playing football. Uh, I mentioned my friends playing volleyball, right? I met you out there. I met kids in my class that I may not have played sports with, but I'm now in this class together. So we're homies. Mm. Um, and you kind of got a little bit of that, that I think maybe not all public schools get because they usually have their own few feeder schools. But it's like there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of times I would have interacted with you before that unless mm. we somehow ran into each other in a random basketball tournament, uh, which we may have. Like, honestly, we might have along the way, but no, we're going to know each other. And it was a nice little prep. And that's something that I just thought of right now. For college when it's like yeah i mean i only went with two guys from del sal went there and then i think one or two girls from carnalette went um and but i wasn't really close with them so mm. it's kind of starting over again but yeah, yeah even if you went with like close friends at the same time it's like okay like we still need to have our own lives and what's that yeah. gonna look like so yeah. it's a tough balance it's a tough balance and, and that's where i think again college can be very hard on friendships because you're meeting all these new people. You're meeting 20, maybe 30 people. And you're like, oh, he's cool. And then, you know, you don't see that person. And then you're, you know, they're like, oh, does he not want to be my friend? You're trying to balance so much. And on yeah, top of that, sure. school, you know, you have your class friends, you have your work friends, you have your, you go to the gym buddies. Like, and then, you know, I just think when you're balancing on that, you're meeting people, you're like, oh, I have this amount of interest with them, but I also, don't really love this. You know, a big thing for me at Oregon mm. that I struggled with was I'd meet people, but they would do things that I was like, I like you, but I can't be around this type of stuff. And I don't want to be around this type of stuff. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to not hang out with you, but it's not like I don't like you. It just, I don't want to be around that. And, you know, yeah. probably <laughs> for me being Oklahoma and being sheltered in a lot of ways. But like for me, I got very lucky in meeting Eddie and the guys in Friday football and it really mm. just kind of worked that everyone that consistently came had extremely similar interests. Like the guys that didn't, it, they just didn't work out because I think for us, yeah. it was like, it was very natural to go from playing sports together to doing schoolwork together to eating food together. I mean, we we're just very similar people within that group. So it worked out, but mm. yeah. And I liked it. Like, um, I think that's so important. I think, like, this is just a, a completely own opinion. I think everyone should play sports at least once in their lives, just like an organized, like, team to, like, kind of, like, figure out the meaning of teamwork. And I think I, like, a lot of, um, I think sports, you know, fires up that competitive nature. But, uh, like, if you learn teamwork while being competitive i think that'll like be so successful so like in anything in literally anything it's like you communicate what didn't go right you talk about it communicate in any way that you want and then you compete and then i think like yeah sports sports is incredible (laughs) yeah yeah we got lucky we found a bunch of people that felt that way and played a bunch of different sports and and had that had those experiences for sure it was mm-hmm. nice. It was, you know, like you said, we stuck around and still here today, you know? Yeah. Still still talking shit on uh, – uh, we have our <laughs> own group chat for all the guys and still talk shit on all the sports that goes on and stuff like that. You know, our buddy was very depressed when uh, Giannis and the, the Bucks lost. <laughs> and uh, people You got to really let expect- him hear it. 
Yeah, I got out of here. Got People didn't expect the Lakers to make it that far, but I said, fuck it, why not, right? Like, the Warriors <laughs> lost, and I'm sorry to... Dang, man. Fan, Ouch, but, you know, man. It's yeah. It's all right, my guy Celtics gone, lost, bro. too, and I was happy they did, because we got another buddy who's a Celtics guy. It's like, yeah, fuck Dang. them, you know? So. Any Denver fans? I have a few, I had a few guys that were Denver fans in my fraternity. They were oh. they were hyped. One of them actually, one of them works for the organization, so I think he's gonna nope. get a ring. That's yeah, so, so fire! Whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a big so Denver cool. guy. Yeah, dude, good yeah. good for the Nuggets. I hate everything else about Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Anti Bronco man, Anti Bronco. I'm sorry. That's very fair. That's very fair. Oh yeah, Bryce, he's a Raider fan as well, so. Are you a Raider fan, Bryce? No, no, he's a Rams fan. You can see his flag in the back. You have to understand, you know Eddie, man. Being with this guy for five years, yeah, I, I have to cheer for the Raiders just a little bit. <laughs> his his passion for the fan base, for the Raider Nation inspired me just a tad bit. So if the Rams aren't playing the Raiders, then yeah, 90% of the time I'm cheering for the Raiders. It helps too that Dude, Marcus I love ended that. up playing for them for two years. So Yeah, that, yeah, that helped help too. Marcus the only time... We've been at odds this year was when the Rams played the Raiders. And most of the time they were I was getting you know, I don't know if you watched that game, the Rams were getting their ass beat until <laughs> my Lord and Savior Baker Mayfield came in. Yeah, yeah and pops up for like twenty points straight in the last <laughs> quarter. Like, okay. Thanks a lot, Josh McDaniels. Uh, and you know what I love about Raider fan? We have a Raider fan group chat. And in the Raider, the guys in there were like <laughs> We're not even mad at the Rams. I mean, I appreciate you a part of the nation. Honestly, I, I feel like I feel like we could take I'll take any like positive energy that we could get, man, because it's been a rough 20 years. At least in the Warriors, man. And I got the Lakers a little bit. And hey, so, L.A. Braun. And the and the do- and the ducks have been good in a lot of sports as well. Thank God. So I got to know who's your college football team, Nathan? It, since because St. Mary's doesn't have a men's collegiate team, do they? Yeah, no, we we don't have a football team, and so I was um, like I never really was into college football. Um, okay. I was uh, I wasn't. I'm not really into a lot of college sports personally. I'm a I'm a pro. I'm a pro sport uh, viewer. Um, yeah, and so I like every time St. Mary's had a basketball game, like against Gonzaga, like that was the littest it would be. But St. Mary's is three thousand people, I think, which is, I, I it's not three thousand people; it has to be more than that. But it's a heck of small college, and so like that those Gonzaga games would be like the games that everyone would want to go to, and then every other game would be very like mid attendance. Um, but with that being said, like. I always appreciated the basketball games for what it was because it was lit and we were good. Um, but other than that, like I will, I really wish we had like a college football team because I feel like that fanship or that fandom for football, because it's weekly as opposed to like, I mean, I guess, I guess there has been like some like basketball games that were like, important but i think it's weekly games that something you could rally behind every week like increased um like school spirit personally just coming from a a a school that didn't really have a bunch of school spirit it was always grass was always greener on the on that side with you know other other sports teams 
I was gonna say y'all got like 4K max graduate yeah. and undergrads combined. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, very small. Tough. I, I like, Tough. bro. I knew like down the hall. Like I knew so many faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bryce, you want to ask your top five questions? We get into some streaming stuff. Yeah. So what were, what would you say was your top three college moments? Just in general. Great. Oh, it's a great question. Um. Oh, wow. I love that. Um, so I I was really into I really got into student life. Um, and I like one of the top moments is I and I always talk about it like with job employers and stuff like that, where just being that kind of catalyst for not catalyst, probably like just a being a person that like a first year could lean on because I was a orientation leader and I was uh, uh, in student life. Uh, one thing I really appreciated about college is that like it made me uh, want to like serve others because I didn't want them to feel how I felt like going into college or not going into college, but like those two years. Um, that was the number one thing. Like I was, I'm so grateful that uh, I was blessed with the opportunities and those job opportunities that I was hired to be a be a difference in you know these students' lives. Even like even a small difference like meant the world to me because it's like I actually um, inspired one of the students to become an orientation leader, and like that meant the world to me because like you know I, I I'm I'm such a huge believer of. Uh, a ripple effect so it's like you throw a pebble in the pond and then you know that might ripple into something bigger and then something bigger and something bigger and so that was like one thing I'll always take from college is that like I, I hope and I wish and I believe that I did make a positive change in um, students' life um, two I like the sports I love the the gym bro the the uh, the rec club like just a daily uh like opportunity to hoop and like have intramurals like i was so appreciative of that cuz it's like now i'm that i'm back uh i'm back in the in like my home and like i have to drive so many like minutes to get to a gym to hoop and just get runs with guys like bro that's taxing 30 minutes before a 2 hour recess no thanks um <laughs> And then the third thing is that I like, yeah, I mean, I guess the friendships that I made, like, I think that's the the number one important thing in school in general is just like having those relationships that you keep throughout your entire life. Like, yeah, every, like a lot of like education is important. Knowledge is important. But I would like. I would take a huggy day with my boys and remember it forever for the uh for the for the memories that we created as opposed to, you know, getting an A on a test. Um and I think, you know, I think St. Mary's kind of started my um kind of perspective on that because I never I ne like I was always like in the books, grades, blah blah blah, this and whatever and uh, at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is just the, the friendships and the relationships you create with other humans. Love to hear, man. Love to hear it. All right. So I want to get into streaming a bit. So what brought you to like, I'm going to stream? Because I know that in the pan, just before you get, because I know that during the pandemic, 
dude, content creation and streaming and, and podcasting just blew up, right? Because everyone's at home. We got much to do like that. That's when I actually started watching like people like Tim the Tatman and stuff. Um, Crusader, uh, all that stuff. So those are, that's when I started following these people um, during the pandemic because shit was, you know, not much to do. I wanted to learn about, you know, the whatever. It wasn't just them. There were a bunch of other people that I followed as well across some stuff. You know, I watched a lot of blacksmithing and shit like that too. But so what brought you to be like, hey, I want to stream? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, ever since I was four, I had a Game Boy Color. Like, I, I remember, <laughs> it was a lot, it was a funny story, funny story. I remember uh, I was, I was in diapers. This is a, a vivid memory, vivid memory. I was in diapers. I was laying on the ground playing Pokemon. I couldn't be in diapers, bro. I had to be in like some sort of pull-ups or whatever. So like the stage before tidy whities but after underwear <laughs> or <laughs> after diapers. But anyway, I'm playing, I'm playing Pokemon Blue. I have like a level 97 tentacle. Uh, <laughs> and I'm trying to get it to a hundred, right? <laughs> but I need to take a dumper, right? I need to take a dumper. I'm like a like I don't know how age I have to be between two and three or one and three. I don't know, right? But I need to take a dumper. But I was just so invested in the games that I I took a dumper in my in my underwear. <laughs> yeah, because I just wanted to get the level one hundred tentacle. And so, like after I got it. After I, like, got it, I got the tentacle. I was like, yes. And then I realized, I was like, what did I just do? And, like, as a, like, a young kid, I wandered to the bathroom, and I, like, threw the, threw the excrement into the toilet, and then I flushed. And I was like, back to playing the game. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, I think I've always, like, dude, from diapers to now, I've always had either a controller in my hand or I'm playing something. Um, and like, it just kind of, it just kind of from there, uh, like I never really thought, you know, video games could be, um, something to make a living on or a career on. And, you know, I like just watching Tim, watching Nick, watching, you know, um, Fort, like the, the, the explosion of Fortnite, like really made me believe like. Yo, like I could, Tifu, Cloak, all those guys. Tifu, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tifu. Speaking of Tyler, Tofu, you know ninja, he retired? Ninja. Did he actually? Yeah, bro. Tofu's oh. retiring, bro. It's I wild. mean, he can. It doesn't matter. He's got millions yeah. of dollars. He's, he's legacy, vibing. bro. That man yeah. has a legacy. Um, yeah, but yeah, Tofu, Ninja, uh, Nikki Merckx, uh, like all of those guys being, you know, having fun. Valkyrie, bro, like Pokemane, like all these streamers making careers out of having, like, playing games, having fun. And, you know, like, I I saw that. I got inspired. I was like, I want to do that. And um, along with the streaming journey that people don't really talk about is how, like, grueling it is. Um, I think kind of, like, in content creation or art in general, like, putting your art out or putting your content out for anyone to really see and watch um, I think us as humans are looking for constant like accolades for the stuff that we put out. Um, just because that I think in my personal belief, I think society kind of shaped us that way to go, always go for, you know, gold, always go for gold and, you know, being a content creator and like thinking that your stuff isn't gold is taxing and putting yourself out there for eight hours a day, five hours a day, six hours a day. Um, and at the end of the day, you don't 
visually see growth. Um, I think that's taxing that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to content creation, but um, that whole, what I want to, what I want to like kind of the message I want to perpetuate with that is that um, like, it's always going to be hard and I, and it's all about the process of having fun with it. I think I lost that in, um, in gaming. I lost that in gaming. Like I became so, um, caught up in the image of what a streamer should look like, um, as opposed to enjoying the, the experience that I have playing a game with my guys and playing a game, trying to, um, you know, make people laugh. Um, and like, that's kind of how my streaming career is going because again, I fell in love with games when I was a kid and like, as a streamer, I want to, per again, perpetuate that message of I'm having an amazing time as opposed to, wow, I'm doing this for a job. No, that's, that's yeah. awesome, dude. I, I'm more on like the YouTube side. Cause I, the only, my only problem with streaming is that like, sometimes I have to leave and then I hate that I miss it. So I'm like. With the YouTube, mm. I can pause it, but I do like. Uh, <laughs> I was big into like Syndicate back in the day when he was doing mm. like, uh, Cold War Zombies, not OG Black Ops Cold. Uh, nice zombies, but yeah. But I was interested to another guy I like, Double Dog Gamer, and he was talking about on his streaming audience like something that he loves on streaming versus filming, like a YouTube video, is that he gets to connect with his audience while he's playing, and just how. Mm. You know, you get to have these conversations with people you don't really know, but then after time goes on, you kind of get to know these people because especially mm. the ones that keep coming in day in and day out. So I was I was curious, like, have you gotten that yet with your audience where you have certain people that are consistently there and you're building per se a connection with? Yeah. Um actually I had um had a few. Um I had this guy named Berserkly. Um, I had this other guy, um, named Dan, um, and something that I really regret over my streaming journey, um, is I, like, one thing that I know now is that consistency always has to be key. You always got to be consistent, especially when it comes to, like, providing content live for people. You have to show up because they're going to expect you showing up at that same time, this, that, and the other. And um, uh, I think I burned myself out too fast while playing. Um, and I had these guys or I had these relationships that I made with these guys um, via just them watching me. And that blows my mind all the time to think about because it's like I'm not doing anything. I'm just playing a game. And it's like, well, I'm interesting enough for you guys to just watch me for a few hours that's fire um but i would always get in my own head and be like i don't want to kind of disappoint them later on so i'm just gonna stop streaming um and i think that's kind of a subconscious action that i took because again um burnout's real and again i think we're also caught up in accolades that it's like like i i lost that I lost that fire to maintain those relationships. And again, like, thank you, you know, for like asking that because again, like I think those building those relationships, even if it's over the internet is so meaningful. And I think that like, uh, that's something that I want to go back on. And if I 
um, when I stream, I want to stream consistently. I want to do it every single day, build these relationships and put a smile on people's faces consistently. Um, but I have a saying where it's like, I can't change my own backyard if I can't change myself first. So I have to change myself. I have to get ready to leap. I have to get ready to be consistent so I could change the backyard and the landscape of my community. Uh, and then after the community, so on and so forth. But um, yeah, I remember, yeah, like I, I, I always think about those guys of asking, oh, do you guys, do you stream consistently? I'm like, yeah. And then I don't. And then I lose that relationship forever. And, you know, I, I'm never going to know how that made them feel. And it sucks because I regret it. Thank you for that insight. Because I think <clears throat> seeing it from my courage, I know that he, and here's the other weird part when you get to that high level, and I'll come back to your point in a sec, is obviously you get kind of scrutinized like any other celebrity. It's like mm -hmm. he and his girlfriend broke up and he was like, he had to talk about like, hey, like we broke up. It's amicable. Like, please just, you know, don't need to ask me all that stuff. But what I'm getting at with Courage JD is like, he had talked about that. He's like, man, I'm just not having fun playing video games right now. and just trying to just continue getting stuff out. Like I need a break. Mm -hmm. um, there's been other people too uh, that I've had to do that. And I think it's such an important aspect of it. And I think what's funny about that is because those almost feel like more human interactions in some ways. I know they're quote, like not quote unquote, but technically parasocial interactions. Mm. I'm so happy that they can just step back and just be like, Hey, I need a break. I'm going to do yeah. this for a little bit. And then I'll come back versus I think in the, I don't even want to say the real world. Cause that is real world. That is like a, a human being that's doing something and, and not feeling well. And the more the other, the rest of the world, right? Like that's not always the easiest thing to do. And I, I'm talking more to first world countries, especially the United States. It's not always easy to say, Hey, like work, I'm going to put in some PTO. I'll see you in a week. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna come back and do whatever. So it is fortunate yeah. to be in that situation, but it is art. It's not easy. And I, as you're talking about the chasing gold and like those accolades over just having a good time, like even for this podcast, I think there's been times where Bryce and I, especially really recently last year, I've been like, dude, like how can we get more followers? How can we throw ourselves in this? How can we do all these things? But at the same time, it's like, if we just keep talking about good stuff, good stuff is going to happen. Um, and in, like, in April, we had like a huge spike in people just uh, watching our videos and stuff like that and listening nice. in. And we've been uh, reaching out a lot more people now with our reels and stuff. And it's just like two points, like just trying to be consistent and having a good time with it and like trying to make connections with other people and like let the rest follow. So I I'm glad you brought that up. And I think the caveat to not caveat, but to add on to it's the expectations you set for yourself. I mean, I think in a way you've got to yeah. be super kind to yourself that, you know, absolutely. You know, maybe I can't stream four hours today, but maybe just an hour today will, you know, at least keep me consistent enough to keep the audience happy. And, you know, mm. be like, look, we're all, we're all human here. You know, we're doing this because we want to, but like I just said, we're human and, you know, can't always put in four hours like one might want to because life happens, you know? And so I think it's just being kind to yourself too as a creator because, you know, I think if you're harsh on yourself, it's not going to, it's not going to help you push past, you know, roadblock or whatever, you know, it's not going to make Absolutely. you stream for five hours a day. You know, I don't think at least so. Absolutely. No, you, you make an excellent point because it's like, what, if you're not kind to yourself, it shows. Right. I think it just shows in general with the, you know, the energy that you're you're resonating. And it's like people don't want to see that on camera, you know, and it's it's 
I think the uh, the like being kind to yourself is such an art that is lost that no one really like we're not really taught that growing up like you know it's like we're we're focused on school grades getting cash this that, and the other in order to survive but it's like when do we ever when did we ever have a time to think about what did we want not just out of the materialistic things but emotionally uh, spiritually you know this and the other and it's like what does like looking or being kind to yourself is different for every single individual it's all relative you know life's all relative it's all from different individuals perspectives and you know being kind to yourself is i i think it's so hard for people to remember that because they like to compare themselves to others when like in reality it's like like I said, everything's all relative. Like no one has lived the same life. So being kind looks different for every single person. Um, and like, I think, you know, that constant reassurance to let everyone know that, you know, some days you have it, some days you don't. And that's okay, bro. Steph misses free throws. Like he's the best point guard ever to play the game. But it's full misses free throws. It's just that type of day. Um, and I think we always, 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 always got to perpetuate that message for, for everyone going into art and content creation and, you know, podcasts and music and this and the other, because whenever you're putting some sort of emotion into, you know, an art piece, it's, it's taxing because you want it to be well-received. Um, and if it's not, or if it's not in your perspective, um then it'll be hard but in but with that being said it's like every perspective is different so we're always the hardest on ourselves um it's just you know we got to remember that life's life's awesome life's fucking great like you know for what it is like it's really you know you gotta look at the 24 hours the way it are and you know be kind to yourself like life's a beautiful thing yeah i'm glad I, that's another reason why i'm glad content creation people that cosplay and stuff like that have grown so much is because mm -hmm. the community's like look i'm gonna say it now i know that nick burke's gotten hot water recently with comments he made but i'm not gonna dive into those comments in this episode because i want to focus more on this but like the nfam community tim tamman army right kurjiji's audience cypher uh pokemane's community valkyrie's community i mean the list can go on and on i think it's so cool what they're able to create um within that um and i think it's just so much fun to see them have fun and to see like a lot of the the fact that we all have so much in common come out. Like, like you said, playing video games since you were like in diapers. Like, dude, I was, my cousins were playing N64 call, Pokemon Coliseum and they would give me a controller, whether or not it was plugged <laughs> in or not. Like I was there and I wanted to be part of it. Great Pokemon game. Coliseum, oh right? man, that's and fire. We've been doing that for years. And <laughs> to know that there are other people out there to do it, like Straw Hat Goofy, who's on mostly on TikTok and Instagram, right? Doing reviews. Uh, oh, dude, I'm going to, I don't remember everyone else's names. That's just the main famous guy I know. But like there are a lot of other people that he he talks with and hangs out with that do it as well, mm -hmm. right? Or I uh, haven't seen it to Bryce Duke Girl Q, who's like, she wants to be a veterinarian, but she also does cosplay stuff. Like all these people are enjoying their life to your point. And like, that's where the magic happens. That's where the fun happens, where we get to connect Absolutely. and be human beings. And those are so cool communities that you can build um, that are just, we've never had that before. Or if we did, it was more based on your location because mm -hmm. we couldn't communicate across vast instances like that. So now like, it's a whole other yeah. area. I, I really enjoy it. I, 
I like that we have this entertainment age. I know it can be bad, right? I know it can end up being bad. Absolutely. It can I mean, be bad. It can everything. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, there's a lot of good though that comes with it, right? Like not everyone needs to be like Sneeko over here, you know, and, and shit yeah, like exactly. that. But, exactly. but you got, for every Sneeko you got, you got all these other people that are also just fantastic human beings that are just trying to have a good time. So I think yeah. it's a cool age to be in. So that's why I really interested in your perspective on for the audience, don't look at, don't look them up. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't look them up. Your name drops, <laughs> don't look them up. Look up the other people we mentioned, all right? Uh, but yeah, oh, no, it's man. cool to kind of dive into that, that content creation and everything like that that comes along with it. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, man. And like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, please go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, like, again, like, I think just the age of technology and, you know, the way we're going of like how cool it is to communicate with someone that's you know like uh there's some streamers that are doing like chat with me on like instagram where like they have like a bunch of their close um like communities like get into this huge chat and then they could send an alert and stuff like that and like I, I, just that era of communication and like creating a positive community like i feel like like there's only upwards to go from here when it comes to technology and when it comes to like community uh, creation and stuff like that. And like, man, I just hope, yeah, it's used for good as opposed to, you know, all the other things. Yeah. I got to uh, shout out some other boys too. Stone Mountain, Acolyte, and Tomographic were probably Stone the Mountain. first three people that got me more into watching content creation. They were the first three. Because I was like, when Apex came out in like 20, what year was it? 20? Oh, like... <sighs> Played a little 2017? bit. Twenty seventeen? Yeah. Yeah, I think mean, I want to say twenty seventeen. College. So twenty seventeen. Dang, was it twenty seventeen? Yeah, bro, because uh yeah, I think it was twenty seventeen when it came out. Um but obviously Fortnite was the first. But for me personally, it was when Apex came out. It was twenty nineteen. Sorry. It came on <laughs> it came out twenty nineteen? I said like February fourth, twenty nineteen. Initial There's release. No way. It had to be sooner than that. There's oh, no yeah, way. February right? 4th. Isn't that I crazy? Uh, twenty nineteen. Okay, so <laughs> no shot, bro. We That's were that old old. Yeah, what? Okay, so anyways, when that came out, and I wanted to get better at that game, and I'm looking at YouTube stuff, what came across my YouTube was Stone Mountain, Acolyte, Tomographic. So I started watching their stuff, and that was my first introduction to, like, content creation and stuff. So I got to shout out those OGs, um, and, and they brought me into other stuff. And then the pandemic hit, and I really just opened up from there watching all the <laughs> other people. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to to see all these people just be humans and stuff. Create these really cool communities. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh so Nathan, the one I want to ask you is what are some of your goals for like the future and what you perceive see yourself doing in the future? I mean, what are maybe some like lower tier goals to like stepping stones versus like the top end? Like what are you what are you looking to achieve? I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Um uh, I one of my like main 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 goals that i want to do is be consistent with myself like that's just as if i work on my consistency everything else is going to follow through like i think you know if again like you just enjoy what you do and you're consistent with what you're doing then everything's gonna everything's gonna just turn out turn out okay i i, I would like to believe that um but one of my main main goals is uh at like I actually want to get my mom like the house that she, you know, dreams of. Um, 
That's one of my main goals. Um, another goal is, uh, so I was a business major. I'm a business major. Um, and my brother, uh, one of my boys that I, uh, like grew up with is really into music. And I want to, another goal of that is, uh, I want to start a music management, like company. I want to start a record label and push that as well. Um, as long as like, and as, uh, a uh like for me specifically is maintain streaming but be comfortable with streaming um and like again a lot of that surrounds with money but um i just learned that like you know when money is out of the equation a lot of emotions like a lot of emotions are more real I think uh, money complicates and clouds a lot of perspectives on things because of course, like you need money to live and survive. Um, but if money wasn't an equation, like I would love to play games on the, on my free time while streaming and like, you know, cr like being a reason someone smiles in the day um, and help my like family and my friends and, you know, help them reach their goals. Like I, like, I love that. Um, and, you know, kind of to um, circle around back to Daylaw, I actually were was subbing over the summer or I was subbing last uh, semester. So, like, we just got into summer and, like, it felt so, like, even though I wasn't, like, a teacher, like, I was a sub, but it just felt so refreshing and good to just, like, be a, like, a lifeline to a whole, like, a lifeline to a student that someone, like, that someone needs, you know? It's just so cool to like be a reason why someone wants to like enjoys life. That's so cool, <laughs> or enjoy a moment of life. Oh, that's cool! I didn't realize you were a substitute teacher as well. My sister's a substitute teacher, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, I was going to mention that it brings me up. I'm not going to name. Well, we can talk about it after, but one of our boys that graduated with us, I, I've been, I want to bring him on as well. Cause he just got a degree in, in counseling psychology um, and he's a therapist, but he's coaching baseball and they just won NCS and NorCal finals. So he's been back at Dale South for a little bit too, at least for this Hi. year. I'll tell you who it is afterwards, but I was going to ask about your other side hobbies and work, but I, I feel like you kind of hit it, hit it there with your goals <laughs> and shit like that. The stuff you're working on. Uh, <laughs> Let's get to what the yeah. audience really wants to hear. Dale South, man. This is what yeah, 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 <laughs> I want to start, hold on. I want to start this by saying I want to come back to what you said earlier about working at St. Mary's and what you did there. What mm -hmm. what is one of the like big stuff? One of the one of the big models that we hear at Dallas all the time about uh, entering to learn. Uh, enter to learn, uh, leave to serve, or learn yeah, to sir. serve. Yeah, is that, it leave that, to serve or learn to yeah, serve? Yeah, leave to serve. Leave to serve. Leave to yeah, serve. <laughs> as soon as you talk about that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's one of our main uh, tenants <laughs> at Dallas. Oh, um, I was gonna say yeah. live the fourth, bro. Live the fourth, yes, sir. I always uh, think about that. Men of faith, shit. There's so many. Les hommes de foi. Les hommes de foi, yeah. That I should have faith in French. High school, way cooler. Yeah, than the high schools I went to. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I gotta it's, know. It was, um, I gotta know. How many times have you seen when the game stands tall? Because. How many is times this? have you seen it, Eddie? Do you know? Uh, do, do you know how many times I've seen it? Zero times. I see you, see, you haven't seen you it. You haven't seen it. I have not what? seen it. It's because <laughs> I, I know not... what Bob Ladisher looks like in real life. So I'm like, I'm not gonna equate him to a Hollywood guy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, mother, 
he said, I lived here. What you mean? I was, I was in the movie, bro. What do you mean? I was like, that's me over there. Look at the hour and bro. 30 minute mark. Were you were you in uh, Alan Ball's class sophomore year for English with uh, myself and some of the other guys? Or were you nah, not? Oh, uh, I was with I remember, uh, Stevenson. Okay, I remember when Alan Ball, and uh, we can name it. They were in the movie. They were in the movie. So, but... <laughs> I remember when Alan Ball, like the movie came out, he was like, "Are you fucking?" He's like, okay, he didn't say that, but he's like, "Are you kidding me?" Like the the actor they chose for me looks like Neanderthal. Ball. Like I have too much. <laughs> in the whole movie, I was crying when he said that, dude. I was dying. I've seen it like a handful of times. I haven't seen it actually that much. But that's so funny, Jim, dude. Jim Caviezel though does look a little like low key, like a younger Lannister, like low key. <laughs> Well, I got to see I got to see a side by side for Alan Ball and his actor Dude, now cuz that's not so good. funny, it's not bro. Good. <laughs> it's not good, let me tell you. Cuz I was like I was like who is he talking about? And I looked it up and I'm like, "Dude, on Instagram, Eddie. You might have to do it." Yeah, that might low key be that. No, it was it was pretty good though. It it did it did combine though our 2001 year with the 2004. Oh. Hollywood. Um, in 2004, yeah, they, we didn't play Long Beach Poly in 04. We played them in mm. 2000 and 2001. Um, we did lose to Bellevue, Washington. That did happen. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the year, I think they needed like something to like come up on. Um, yeah. TK did die that summer. Unfortunately, he was going to go to Oregon with Cameron Colvin, oh. who did play receiver at University of Oregon. Um, Dang, I didn't dude, know that. T- TK probably would have been uh, – he easily would have gotten drafted because he was better than TJ Ward, who also walked on at football at Oregon. And then got drafted for those. No, he played for the Broncos. Did you were still years. in the league, right? No, I think he retired. Oh, he retired. Years yeah. ago. It hasn't been that long since he retired. Yeah. Um, safety? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, safety. But TK played like running back, receiver, and safety, bro. The dude was a maniac. I heard he wow. was like, yeah, I heard he was going to be dang. something. Yeah. Um, but it was funny, too, because we uh, I ran into. Just to give you okay, the movie's okay. Like it, it's not bad. It does get a lot of the good themes across. That I think Dale Sal represents. And it was uh, funny because uh I started playing pickup with my brother uh over at Iron Horse in uh, uh Dublin, or not Dublin, San Ramon. And I play with his buddies uh team. We have a game today, actually. Um Ooh, good luck. And thank you. And one of the guys that we met went to Dale Sal. He was class of like oh eight or oh nine or something like that. Oh no, okay. Wait. Yeah, oh eight or no nine or something like that. Yeah, he's like thirty two or thirty three or something. Um, and and he was like, so, and I do want to dive into this because that next part is he said, hey, so at Dale Salado, they still like does everyone still hang out with each other and like they cross like lines of sports and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and the football players hang out with the nerds, the nerds hang out with the other athletes and the art majors and the or not art majors, but people that do theater and everyone hangs out with everyone, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he was like, oh, that's good. It's good to know that still goes on. And that's, yeah. that's one thing. You want to talk about that a little bit as well as we get into yeah. more Del Sal? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I think that, um, so for me, I was always, uh, like, I was always to myself and with my boys for, like, from middle school. Um, and, like, I I never felt like they, you know, I, I never felt out of place in college or in high school, which was super fortunate. And, like, uh, my sister went to Crondo, and like, there's like so many more horror stories about Crondolette as opposed to you know what me and my brother went through for for Dela, um, and like, you know, like I was so blessed that I didn't have to go through that. <laughs> so, uh, like, honestly, I think 
I think high school is just tough in general. And I'm just so grateful that I had a great support system around me to look forward to go to high school every day. Um, and I think De La Salle perpetuated that message within my group of friends that I was very appreciative of, appreciative of because again, like I, I look at my friends as, you know, I'm so grateful for them. I look at them as, you know, one of the best things that happened in my life. Uh, and again, I think specifically De La Salle, not De La Salle slash Condolette. I think specifically De La Salle with just the teachers that, you know, that I had again, I'm a, I'm a man that went to De La Salle. Like I, I think that like, again, I'm just so grateful for that. And I think they really perpetuated that message for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say real quick, Bryce, and then you can jump in. I think one of the big things that Dale South taught me, especially when it comes to now coaching football, is that culture matters. And if everyone on the staff buys in and you're able to teach it, it can continue to perpetuate and things will be absolutely fine. Like that was absolutely. just a big thing for me that I learned there that I can show up on a Tuesday and catch breakfast in the Hoffman with some of the people that are my friends that do theater. And then at break, I'm hanging out with my homies that are, um, from my middle school and elementary school. And then at lunch, I'll be hanging out with some of the other athletes or whatever uh, out in the quad because that's what I'm going to do. Or, and at the end of the day, I'm, okay, I, I didn't really use the library to study that much. It's a tiny place. But I, <laughs> being in the library, kind of messing around at the end of the day. I was know? always in the library, bro. Yeah, I was always yeah. in the library with my friends just talking, bro, yep, every yep. single time. <laughs> exactly. So it's just one of those things that I just, I really enjoyed all the opportunities that it gave me and, and that I did. Go ahead, Bryce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably don't, I don't, probably don't know. I'm sure Eddie hasn't mentioned it. You know, when our friend group kind of got established and it came out that Eddie went to De La Salle, we all, and still do, give him shit. And I think it all <laughs> comes from the fact that, for one, Eddie talks about it a lot because it was an extremely positive experience. And I think, I think too, just to point out that 90, probably 9% of American high schools are not like that. I think yeah. Eddie can notice that in our friend group, it's probably the only one that talks about high school in a super just great way. I would say mm. I can't think of anybody in our like immediate friend group that was like, yeah, high school was awesome, man. Like everybody was so nice. The football team didn't bully me for doing this. And yeah, I definitely didn't get treated a certain type of way because of, you know, certain issues we talk about off camera. Um, mm. But, you know, I just think from what I've learned and what I've, you know, even looked at myself it's just Dallas South is so special as a high school I don't know how many other high schools in America let alone maybe the world honestly can cultivate the culture that I don't know if I could define myself but seems to culminate true quality and friendship and just being authentic I, that's what it really sounds like a lot because when I think people are authentic you know you don't have a lot of the extra bullshit that comes with being a high schooler and tends to lead people to treat people a certain type of way in high school. You know, you don't get these labels. Like you guys were just saying at my, my school, you would never see a football guy hanging out with a nerd. You know, you wouldn't even see the soccer kids getting to hang out with the football kids. Cause you know, it's just so divisive. And I think a lot of it's just like ego and maybe some stereotypes mm. that just are non-existent. It seems like Dale Sowers figured out the key for the most part. I'm sure they have their issues on how to get rid of that. Honestly, bullshit. You know, which, Luckily, mostly happens in college, but for some reason, De La Salle has brought it to an even a younger age group. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. It wasn't perfect, right? Like, it's not. Nothing's perfect. I just want everyone to, to know that. It wasn't, it wasn't always sunshines and rainbows. There were tough days or shitty days, rather days not everyone got along and stuff like that. But for the most part, I think, to your point about authenticity, Bryce, there was a lot of opportunities. And what I mean by opportunities, we had a lot of different immersion programs. So as freshmen, we had, the freshman? Sophomore year, we got to go to the Tenderloin, uh, which Bryce got a nice introduction to at night. When we went to the Red Box Bowl. Uh, yeah, yeah, he'd love to talk about. But anyway, so we got to go be of service there. Um, as juniors and seniors, you get to go on this retreat together. Um, freshmen do have a retreat as well that's run by some of the seniors. Um, you also get to go to things like uh, Benavere, where you go to either Salinas in Central California coast or down to the border by Tijuana and stuff like that and get to work on some of the things there. Like I got to, dude, I got to spend a, two mornings picking vegetables uh, in the fields with other Hispanic people. Like that was, bro, like that was crazy. That's so um, cool. And you do all this stuff. And like the other people that are on that trip are also the football players and the basketball players and the baseball players and the theater kids and the people in chess club and the on and on and on, right? And I think that's the thing that like really gets to you is that a lot of these teachers, and a lot of these people that still work there, like a lot of the teachers that work there went to Dale South, right? A lot of staff that went, yeah. that worked there still. went to Dale South. It's yep. still, when they retire, new people come in. Like, I mean- From Dale. <laughs> from Dale South, yeah. Um, so it's like, it, it does perpetuate that culture and give a lot of opportunities. I was going to ask too, because like there's other things too. There's a thing called SCORE, um, which is Student Coalition of- Respectful Education on Respectful yes, Education. Yep. Uh, which is run by, I think it's all, has to be juniors and seniors, right? Uh, Mar so, uh, there, uh, there's, some sophomores. there's some yeah, sophomores. I did. Okay. Did okay, you, yeah. Didn't you do it? No, no, I didn't do it. Oh, I, the, oh, okay. I had one of the guys that did it when he was a senior, he tried to get me to do it, but I, I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, score was fire. I, I think I talk about score all the time, but, um, yeah, I also do want to say like going back to Bryce's point, I, I like, I am very, and I think my lucky stars every time that does how like that I went to De La Salle because, um, I do feel blessed and like, I, it really like hurts. It hurts my heart to hear like other people not having the best high school, um, journey because like being a kid just in general, going through like, you know, puberty and all that is hard in itself, you know? And like, Lord knows like what's going on, you know, outside of school and stuff like that. And so like, man, like I, I do like. I do really appreciate like the opportunity that De La, you know, has, has, has blessed me with. And honestly, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that, you know, your high school journey wasn't as, you know, the best Bryce. Um, yeah, but, um, I'm glad that you met like, you know, some people great, like in college that, you know, it really like was, was college better? Like, you know, was oh, college worth it? Significantly better. That's awesome. That's amazing. I'm glad. Oh yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And like, yeah, like, again, yeah, like, I'm just, like I said, one, like, one of the big, I, I just go ahead. Sorry. Finish, finish. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I just like, like, I think there's always, you know, great people and like great people, like find other great people, like just in, in, in like some way down the line. And it's like, and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, absolutely. Um, Back to the uh, the point that you you said, uh, Eddie, about score. One thing that I really loved about Dela that actually 
I was, uh, you know, I really talk about a lot is Scorso Student Coalition on Respectful Education. It's essentially um, these uh, groups of students that talk to incoming first years um, about essentially don't bully. Like, you know, like this is offensive, why this is offensive and you shouldn't do it. Um, and so when I was subbing last semester, I actually had was um, given the opportunity to stand in one of these score workshops just to, and like it refreshed everything that I did back in high school and like um I gave them uh real life examples of why you know you know a woman might get paid less than a, or a woman gets paid less than a man in a in the same job I gave them examples of you know um people not being inclusive in a workspace and thinking that's okay when it's not like it perpetuates bad messages and like, I think something, yeah, I hang my hat on of Adela Sal that I'm grateful for too is the score aspect. It's like, man, like, dude, some people just need to tell, be told, stop being a jerk. And they just don't understand that they're being a jerk. <laughs> it sounds a lot like it's a great organization that really pushes the narrative of not being toxic and that there's no reason to do it. That's what it sounds like from what I've heard from you and Eddie. Sound, sounds very yeah, much. Yeah, it, it gives us a chance. And I think the other thing too, Bryce, and, and part of that culture and opportunities is like it intervenes. And from a psychological perspective, it allows peer-to-peer -peer influence, which is huge to perpetuate culture and to bring change. And then on yeah. top of that, it gives like the people autonomy. Like Bernadette, yeah. if you want to speak more on it too, but it's like, yeah, sure. They told you, here's your, here's your dialogue. Here's what we're going to talk about today. But it's like it's still up to you and the others to lead the team. Like that was the same thing with Kairos. It's a retreat and it's led by the people that went on Kairos last time. So for me, I was a leader of one of them. And it's like, yeah, sure, this is what we have to hit on every Kairos, but it gets influenced by our teams. And I think that's one of the coolest things is that Dale Saw gives us a lot of chances to lead mm, and to learn to absolutely. lead. Um and to advocate for social justice. We had to take a whole class on that sophomore year. Um, and so I think it's just it it's it's in my opinion, and maybe this is going super deep on it, but it's in my opinion what Christianity and like Catholicism is meant to be like. And just to and learn, yeah, learn perfect, to serve. But yeah, you learn to serve, man. It's not, I'm going to push all this other shit. It's just, you learn to serve. You help out people. You're not toxic. And I mean, there's a reason why, like, I think one of the guys, someone got in the news when we were in college that like pulled people out of a fire out of their house. Wow. And he went to Del South. He was a wrestler at Del South. Wow, yeah, that's and awesome. Yeah, like interviewing him about it. And he's like, yeah, like, of course I was going to go in there. And like, those <laughs> are the kinds of people that kind of end up coming out of Del South, if you will. Um, and it's cool. That one big thing, though, that I I always love blowing people's minds, Nathaniel. I don't know if you ever got this at St. Mary's. was like Bryce and a couple of the other guys would ask me about, they'd talk about their sports experience. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, after this one game, there's this huge fight between the team. And I was like. Yo, dude, are you kidding me? If we got into a fight on any of our athletic teams, you understand the amount of like suicides or gassers or other shit we'd have to do. Like, that's not allowed. Like, there, there were, like, like that was that would not fly. Yeah, y'all were running the whole practice after, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, the toxicity that, but it's like yeah, it gets nipped in the bud like that. Yeah, like, you're not it allowed. Does. That's not allowed. There, yeah, there's like a harsh, uh, like not not harsh, but 
Yeah, if you do something wrong, you know you're doing something wrong, and then you'll get punished accordingly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, then, and then as soon as you do the punishment, it's like, all right, bet you're back. Let's get to it. It's like exactly, that's not, exactly. That's, get that's, back to work. Yeah. Yep. And start yeah. grind. Start the grind. Um, yeah. Which is dope. Which is cool because it's like it's yeah. It's like yeah. I fucked up. I ain't gonna do that again. Let me get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> not not to like judge anybody's character. I'd be super curious to see what you guys would. Your viewpoints now would be like. Had you guys gone to a public high school? Be yeah, I, can, I can just tell like how much of an influence Dale Sal had because just how when you guys say things like my brain probably. Working on cutting out the toxicity, but it's like just ingrained from years of that's how it was and that's how everything kind of was in sports and life and interactions. And it's just like, mm-hmm. man, I wish it could have stayed that that morally high, like when I was going through high school, but it was just not that way. Yeah. It also takes like guts to do that, obviously. Like it takes oh, guts yeah. to be authentic, to do quote unquote the right thing. Like just another example, uh, our junior year. I know one of the kids that were playing varsity that were a starter cheated on a test. And so mm. uh, it was Allen Ball at the time, not Lattister anymore, but he benched him. Like That's our starting middle linebacker, and he benched him. Like, there was no – it was unequivocally, like, there was no other way – nothing else he was going to do but bench him, period. Yeah. Went through the suspension. He had to be at practice, knowing that he was not going to play that next Friday um and that's just how it is like that's that was like i think for us too that whole idea of like justice and doing things the right integrity. way integrity um and that we got examples of that as we went like they didn't just talk about integrity and not do it they talked about it and like they followed through they lived in every it. way possible they lived it yeah so i think that's so it would be yeah. interesting man. it'd be crazy to, you. like i wouldn't yeah, know seriously. i don't think i'd know nathaniel if he went to public school that probably wouldn't know I yeah, gone, honestly, like, like Valley High School or some shit. <laughs> I'll go to pay high. <laughs> yeah, you go to Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh Valley, man, would never interact. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, like, I'll tell you guys some horror stories. I guess after off camera, I can tell you some stuff. But dang. oh man, give me the questions, Bryce. Probably want to wind down a little bit from the nah, episode. I mean, dude, you've you've done such a great job of really just kind of putting it out there, and I think it's it takes a very brave person a very open person that's self-aware to you know really express everything i think a lot of people sometimes when put on the spot or in a platform they're not fully comfortable with can tend to tend to be a little more shy about it but man you you've been on the ball nathan thank you you've been such a great guest man thank you so much i appreciate it so much bryce you guys are great hosts i mean it it was like it was just like one of the most free-flowing conversations that was awesome man that was awesome guys yeah, we try we try our best because it like our last guest, Braden, he was like, dude, he was so nervous. <laughs> he was like, I was like, dude, don't worry, bro. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, man. Um, but we try to be, yeah, because we want to have an actual conversation. We don't want you to absolutely want you to freeze up. You might have better he might have one up on him just because you stream, so you're you're used to being right up there. Yeah, in front still, of a camera. <laughs> yeah, but still, still it can be hard. It can be hard. We're so used it to is, it. Now. I mean, dude, I had I had my heart was racing before this. I'm like, all right. I had to breathe. I'm oh, like, you good. know. Yeah, we're yeah. good. It's not too serious, man. We're having time. a good time. Yeah, great. Yeah, time. I appreciate it, Nathaniel. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, appreciate start, y'all. Yeah, let's know when we start getting more. When you're back to being the consistent guy, even if it's just for an hour or two, uh, we'll throw up your we'll throw up your socials though when we get this episode up. It'll probably be another Absolutely. week or two, um, because we might skip Fourth of July. We'll see. But yeah, awesome. I, mean, I really guys. appreciate it, dude. Do you Thank have you. Appreciate else? y'all. Any, like other comment or anything like that? Any short story oh. or streaming content? Anything? Shout outs? Whatever. 
honestly, I just like I said, I'm just happy to be here, guys. Keep up the great work. Like what you guys are doing is phenomenal. Like I said, I can't give you guys enough flowers of you know being super transparent and you know like it's so helpful. Like I just again want to give you guys so much flowers for the stuff that you do, guys. Thank, thank you, you thank you, thank, thank you. you. Uh, Bryce, any last thing? Good. No, man. Great job, Dan. Uh, sorry, Daniel. Appreciate you being on, man. It was awesome. Uh, thank you for having uh, me, y'all. Uh, appreciate it, Daniel, coming on for our audience. Thank you for listening in. Hopefully, uh, we educated you maybe a little more on uh, checking out some streamers, uh, checking out Nathaniel's stream when he gets back. Uh, Maybe more information on uh, what it was like to go to the Deo Sal, as everyone loves to call it. I don't call it that. Everyone else does. Uh, as I got made fun of consistently <laughs> for going there. But um, yeah, if you haven't already, follow us on whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and on and on. You know, eventually this episode might make its way. I hope. We're working to make its way to the tube, YouTube. Um, the tube. So if you do, you'll see our faces, our reactions, and all that good stuff. <laughs> Um, I had to, that's why I made sure I showered before this. Cause I'm like, I can't look, <laughs> can't look like a bum out here. I gotta look oh, halfway decent. Um, check out our Instagram at the bums, T H E B U underscore M S, uh, main source of information, website, shrugginbums.com. And we will catch you guys. Oh, if you want to hit it, another topic, feel free to hit us up. Like we said before, Braden was like, Hey, I want to talk about racing. So we brought him on whatever you guys want. We'll talk about it. We're, we're down with it. So catch you guys next time.